When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats for Kia. The all-new Kia Sportage has been unleashed. Oh, dear. Welcome to it. It's Thursday night edition of Sports Day. We've got Sats in the Sports Day studio. And, of course, uh, Badge coming to you from the Newcastle Nighthome studio tonight. And I'll tell you what, Sporty Gab, one of our uh, very loyal listeners, will be very excited tonight when it comes to your greatest Newcastle Knights players of all time. I wonder who Sporty Gab's is. I reckon it's Chief. Could be. 17. That's the number of players my, I'm betting that he'll send through throughout the night. Oh, 17 nights, at least. You do they it. Are, what a champion club. Um, and, and the studio, I'm naming it after one of my all-time favourite Newcastle Knights, who I uh, toured with and got to know well, Mark Sargent. Oh. Big Sarge. What a player. Um, started at, the, at the, uh, the Bulldogs, of course, and then went across to the Knights uh, in their very early years and... Uh, played for New South Wales and Australia. Can I say, Badge, he was frightening, tour. wasn't he, to look at? He was, he was angry, but he's, he's one of the nicest guys, and um, he calls me gutty, but uh, <laughs> he, he, just had, he, he spent the whole time in England with an English accent, I think. He, uh, he looked like Herman Munster. You know, he had the, the big head. with The only thing was missing with the bolts out of the side of him. I didn't say that. I don't want like no, Sarge, if you're listening, I never <laughs> even thought that. You know, Scotty Sattler. When we played, we played under-21s one day at Newcastle. <laughs> I think it was 1992. Myself and Jamie Goddard came off the bench after playing under-21s in first grade. And and he fell in a tackle. And I was just a young kid. I just threw my arms underneath just like to catch the player. And I caught him straight across the eyebrows. And I didn't mean it. Ooh. He stood up and he played the ball. He just pointed at me. He said, he said, you're mine for the rest of the game. Oh. And he just chased me for about the last 16 minutes. <laughs> Luckily, you're a bit quicker than him, Sat. Oh, and younger. Hey, What's this? Uh, Remember this? Newcastle song. Yeah. It's no, the Newcastle song is by Bob Hudson. No. This that's is his name? Yeah, that's right. But no, this is, this sounds tough like Newcastle, doesn't it? It also sounds like the solo this ad. Grafton Broncos already been on the text. 0457 736 736. That's. G'day, boys. Adam Mad Dog McDougal. <laughs> he had a lot of favourites, didn't he? A lot of fans. There's that famous story Mad that when, when uh, players, new players turned up to the, uh, to the club and they go to the first weight session, and where they used to do gym, the weights, uh, it was like a public gym, I think. But there was another area at the back that had all the really big weights for the, like the bodybuilders, and Mad Dog used to be out there just lifting this ridiculous amount of iron. And of course, there's a story around Joey. Joey Johns used to say that he used to talk to his legs before the game, saying <laughs> he used to slap his heart, uh, his, car, his uh, hamstrings, and say, "Don't let me down." 
Don't let me down. <laughs> yeah, good uh, stuff. Hey, yeah, uh, one, of, one of Newcastle's great players and coaches, Michael Hagan, will join us real soon. To talk tremendous about guy. His days at the Knights. Chrissy Nelson will join us. Uh, thankfully, no tips tonight, so uh, stay listening for that. Hague said he wouldn't come on unless you mentioned that he played for Queensland mm-hmm. and coached them as well. Oh, I'm sure you guys I know will. you hate it. You hate it. But, well, I'm um, standing yeah. up for my Blues brothers, mate, and we... Uh, where are we trying to lower the tone of the Queensland talk on this show? Even though you two boys are solid Queenslanders. I like to think I try and stay neutral because I was born in New South Wales. You are still have so family, not. Still have you're family a Panthers live legend. in Newcastle, in Curry and, Curry and all those areas and you're, around you're there. You're a Panther, you're a Rooster, you're mm. a Tiger. You played for all those clubs. So. <laughs> you can't <laughs> yeah. have to tell which state badge played for. Yeah. It doesn't even say ACT. the word New South Wales. Yeah, that's right. Canberra. <laughs> hey, how about this? Really good chat coming up tonight with Timmy Watson, uh, Essendon Bombers legend. There's a great doco out right now on uh, Foxtel and KO. It's called The Bombers, Stories of a Great Club. It- I watched the first segment uh, today, the first uh, episode. I, I, might, uh, I might add, even though that you know, I'm a, a rugby league man through and through, I love my AFL and I love the history of the AFL. I love how tribal the AFL fans are, mm. this is a tremendous documentary. Even if you're Does it go right AFL back fan, stats? Is yeah, it, absolutely. Like start, it, is it cr- like chronological? Does it go back to the start? Oh, it, it jumps back and forth, Badge, but it gives mm. a really good account of their history and some of the great players. Of course, Coleman, you know, the mm. Coleman medal, the biggest, yeah. the most amount of goals in a season mm. is, is, of course, uh, a, a former Bombers player, John Coleman. This, and This was their 150th year. Yeah. It's incredible. This year. Just a wow. suburban footy club that's just gone on to be one of the biggest sporting clubs in Australia. And, of course, there's been a lot of controversy around the club and particularly with his own son. So we'll catch up with the great Tim Watson, three times premiership player with the Bombers as well. Hot topic tonight. Um, and I was sitting here with Badge, uh, Sats Badge before just going, did we talk about this last week? Like, yeah. like, we can't remember what happened last night. But, we always do. But the, uh, great combinations. Did we use Every it as a Every week top- we do great combinations and we play horses <laughs> we do as not. your song. You are full of it. Seriously, who are your great combinations uh, in sport? So I think Sunny we, and shirt. I think oh, we, in sport. I sorry. think we mainly focused on rugby league, like, we, yeah. like Cliffy Lyons and and Beaver Menzies and, and things like that. Yeah, Laverne and Shirley. <laughs> Although the Squiggy and who was the other boy? It was the oh, Lenny. Was it Lenny and Squiggy? Fonzie and Chachi. You know, what we used to. Do? Oh, that's what we did because we talked about Marianne and the Fonz. Yeah, it was creepy. Yeah. Yeah, the Fonz was like Mary in his Anne. 30s hanging around. Mary Ann was on Gilligan's Island. What was she doing with the Fonz? Oh, he was on there as well. No, who? No, that's right. Fonz in the female toilet. Do, do you know what used Owls. to always distress me? What? In Laverne and Shirley, the start of it. Remember, she used to take a glove off and put it on top of one of the bottles. So I worked in a bottling yeah. factory. And the glove used to disappear. And yep. I used to think, how's she going to get that glove back? That distressed me as a kid. You're a geek. Oh, God. <laughs> I used to think about Jeez. it. In, in great depth. Can I, throw up a, can I throw up a spa, uh, sporting combination? Yep. May I go first? The two Woodies. One yeah. of the great Australian combinations. There you go. I'm going to say yeah. the Windies 80s bowling attack. Oh. Andy Roberts, That's, Courtney Walsh. Oh, so it could be more than, more than two. Yeah, yes. well, then you've got... Now, Courtney Michael Walsh Holding. was a little bit after Andy Roberts Joel, and Michael Holding. Joel Garner. And Joel Garner. Malcolm Marshall. Mm. Oh, Malcolm Marshall. What about you, Badge? Bowlers. What do you got? Uh, oh, look, I've, I think I've said before, because we've done this segment every week, <laughs> um, I think I've, I've always said Marsh and Lily, um, which was great. But, uh, but uh, you know, I, 
I think like probably more recent, Hang, uh, Hayden and Langer in cricket. How good was that combo for 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 many years? Mm. Yeah, you know, give, given that we are struggling at the moment, Woogie, you, you keep telling us how bad our openers are, and <laughs> Hayden and Langer, that was uh, that was that was a tough tough duo, and you got to be like that. Um, what about the great West Indian openers, Greenwich and Haynes? Oh yes, how cool! Many were they? years. Yeah. Many years, and then when you got one of them out, then uh, Richie, a guy Richardson called Viv Richards and Richie Richardson walked in. <laughs> oh yeah, and then Clive Lloyd. Wow. Rightio. Uh, shoot us through your great combinations. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. What about Dave and Candace Warner? Pass. Move on. I'm right, just throwing some ideas out there. Danger just said Torval and Dean, which. Yeah. 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 There you nice. go. Was it her? Who was the? Oh, no, Nancy Carrigan yep. got chopped. Now, one of our listeners her. whose number finishes in 068... No, don't give him any doesn't put the ...doesn't put the name to the text message. Um, he or she has said, well, a great combination, will Badge and that dodgy mo. That's a great combination, Badge and his dodgy mo. He's also yeah. actually said Chris Waller and James McDonald. Yep. We've been, yes, and very Good elegant. One. All righty. We've been separated for a long time, me and my moustache. Um, we finish the show every Thursday night with a song because mm-hmm. this is our last show of the week. Uh, Badge tonight yes. has thrown up this song. Eve of Destruction, possibly the worst Screaming Jet song ever made. I disagree. Good I don't song. Care. Good Why? I've got no taste. Well, I don't know. Sats, we're dealing with a guy who's a pop music freak. I know. Yeah. Um, K-pop. But Screaming Jets, because I was looking for a Newcastle angle what? on this, and they're one of the great Newcastle I like bands. where you're coming from, Gary. It was either that Tonight? or Silverchair. Why yep. wouldn't you pick better by the Screaming Jets? Like that's well, it's Because it's obvious. Because I've done that before, Woogie. I don't mm. repeat songs like you. <laughs> so you pick a song that I've heard of. Blister in the Sun. Why? This is good. Land Why, Sats? Why do you want to play this one? Big hands. Now you're the He wants to sing it. That's why. Because you've got um, big hands, Woogie. Um, because I've got a new stand-up <laughs> paddleboard, or i got one given to me by a mate, and I'm going to spend all weekend trying to ride it, which means I'm going to be in the sun and I'll probably get some blisters. <laughs> what? So, you don't have to be in the sun to get those. I will be, Violent femmes. I will be putting my sunscreen and my zinc on, but there's a big chance I'll get some blisters. Yeah, so, well, if you want, to, you want to use zinc for that, that's yeah. your choice. <laughs> that's right. Use um, – no, it doesn't matter. Hey, uh, Pressure. Billy Joel. I know I'm an Elton John fan. No, the Aussie, the cricketers. You're a walking contradiction. Uh, the Aussie cricketers are under pressure tonight to beat Bangladesh. Yeah, I like your angle here. Pressure! But that's, but that's not a good song. It is a great song. If we get a vote tonight, whoever, whoever texts in, have a good, long, hard look at yourself if you think that's worth playing at the end of the show. What? It's your choice tonight, fans. What we finish the show <laughs> with, you can have a song from the Screaming Jets no one's heard of, uh, The Violent Femmes, <laughs> where Sats plans on getting blisters this weekend or a really good song from Billy Joel. <laughs> now, can I just make, can I put a request in? <laughs> Sats, yeah. I'm not in the studio with you two. Sats, can you actually... Can you, you well, know, collate the well, numbers badge. of votes? Tim the Toolman has texted in on um, 0457 You're an idiot, Woogie. Badger's music <laughs> choice was great. Sports Day, sports update. It's another one Thanks, we're cousin. banning. Thanks, cousin Tim. We're getting rid of that one as well. How do we block numbers? Oh, anyway. Boys, talk me through it. <laughs> Round one of the NRL has been set for 2022. Well, has it been set or leaked? We're not quite this sure. I think it's been leaked. I think uh, ScoMo 
has shared a text message with uh, that he had with Peter Volandis. Okay. So he's finished with the French president. He's moved on Don't to PVL on now. Oh, I'm not picking off on him. I'm mate. I'm I'm more. I'm good on him for doing it. Mm. This but, could be mm. the NRL trying to find out who the leak in the organisation is. Yeah. And they've given this to one person, and then it's out. And tomorrow they're going to go. You know what? We were joking. Um, Bill's been sacked. He's the real draw for round one. What if they released a draw every day for all of November? Yeah, that's good. Yes. Draw November. And then what, we'd... For, for each week? Each day. Just each round. Each round. Round two tomorrow. Oh, round three it. Monday. You're an ideas man. And then what Give we do something is... to talk about. We do Teamless Tuesday we, until the season starts we're not doing based on the year. team. We're not we doing are. Teamless Tuesday. We next. have. It's seven minutes the listeners never get back in their life. Listeners, uh, listener, I should say, 0457 <laughs> 736 736. Do you, do you like Teamless Tuesday when we announce the teams? We run through the full squad. Uh, the ins and the outs, through to 17, what their injury was, <laughs> what they had for breakfast, and what they may have for dinner. Okay, round one for the NRL via the leaked mm. format is going to be, Thursday night's going to be uh, the Panthers up against the Seagulls. Yes, now, number, at number yeah. one for the Penrith will be Dylan Edwards on the left wing. Be... <laughs> Mate, it's Thursday. No, no. It's Thursday. Okay, yeah, oh, I suppose, but the big, the big match in round one for uh, to 2022 season is the Brisbane Broncos and Adam Reynolds, their key signing, leaving his beloved yes. Rabbits, and he will play against his best mates at the Rabbits. Um, When's that game? Suncorp Stadium. That's round one on the Friday night. March 11. Ah, March 11. One. Yeah. Beauty. Hey, boys, interesting Beauty. thing out of this, when you look at all this, the Warriors will play the Dragons on the Saturday, second game on March 12, mm-hmm. Sunshine Coast Stadium. Not Dolphin, not, not, not at uh, Moreton Bay. Warriors not versus Dragons. Warriors and Dragons. That's, yeah. a, that's, not the, that's not the Dolphins, it's the Dragons. No, no, but I'm saying they're not playing it out of Redcliffe like they have been. And the Warriors are the... F- and they're basing themselves Redcliffe there. Dolphins are the feeder club at to the Warriors. At this stage, they're not. But in, in March, if everyone's still in lockdown... Mm. Yeah. Well, it's already been slated yeah. for the Sunshine Coast Stadium, mate. Mm. Which is interesting. Right. But that was leaked. Yeah. They always play there. That's right. That's from Bill. <laughs> and the other thing the is... Real, this isn't the real one. When we say Combank Stadium, it's the old Bank West Stadium. Yep. You, you, you told us that, and <laughs> Sats did ask how long you need to say that for. Mm. Is it into next season, or was it just this week? <sighs> people will get it. You yeah. reckon? Okay, well, I'll finish that off then. So who else, Woogie? Because people want to hear when their team's playing. Well, Roosters Knights, 3 o'clock, SCG on the Saturday. Warriors Dragons, as I said. Tigers Storm on the Saturday night. And then on the Sunday, got the Eels and the Titans in the earlier game. And then Cowboys versus Bulldogs the Sunday night football. Bulldogs. So, mm. hang on, my team's not playing. Raiders versus Sharks. on First game on Friday. Oh, they're the first oh, game. Yeah, at Friday. GIO. You just jumped over them. Mm. Don't care about the Raiders Deliberately. and Sharks, you no. mob. Deliberately. Hey, um, now, just while we're on the subject of, of the Newcastle Knights, Luke Brooks, uh, Michelle Bishop, actually, part of the uh, SEN family, have, has, uh, has announced this morning that she believes that Luke Brooks is reportedly on the cusp of signing with the Knights sooner rather than later as Mitchell Pearce's replacement. And Mitchell Pearce, as we said a couple of weeks ago, is, um, is definitely heading to the UK Super League. So watch his space. So who takes right. Brooks's place? Well, you, you'll probably have Jackson Hastings at seven and Adam Dewey at six. That's oh. Right. Mm. Good yeah. work. 0457 736 736 before we go to a break uh, and catch up with Michael Hagan. Your best combinations are, here's an interesting text, uh, Bert and Ernie. Yeah. Mm. 
Cliff Lyons, Steve oh. Menzies, that's Tigers fan. And also uh, Adrian says the best combos, lightning and thunder. Yeah, do you know who that is? That's Mike Tyson's left and right. Oh, is it? There yep. you go. Yep. Ripper. Hey, Sats, so just quick, do you know who this All Black 7's star winger is? Will Warbrick that signed for the, yeah, he's uh, an outside for the back. Melbourne Storm? He's a big unit. He's about six foot three, six foot four, about 100 kilos and runs quicker than most outside backs. He is a huge asset. So they've got two big wingers coming in. So they've got um, Xavier Xavier. Coates as well. This is for um, Addo Carr and Asuli. Vunavala's gone too, isn't he? Yeah. It's, it's, again, I mean, Melbourne do their great research and they've done it again because this kid can play, absolutely can play and will handle rugby league really easily as well. Who changed that name? It's Warbrook. Is it because he's a Kiwi? Someone someone changed it to Warbrook? Badge, you've got to bring our listeners in on that. You're talking about our Google Doc where we yeah. share a document between all. Did you no. change that, Woogie? No, not at all. Funny. No, not at all. Bro. Hey, listen, before we go to the break, Dave Reynolds has been revealed as the unvaccinated V8 driver. Yes. That. So yes. He's been so he he down. has been banned. He's yeah. been banned for the next three rounds. He's in doubt for Bathurst. He's now he's, now, he's had his first shot, so it's amazing. He, he, he needed an exemption for whatever reason, but all of a sudden he's gone, oh, actually, no, I'll have it now. Um, so he's got his first shot, but he might not get it, his second shot in time for uh, for Bathurst. And the um, Erebus Motorsport boss, Betty Clemenko, uh, she can't go to Bathurst. She's been banned. I don't know oh, anyone who's been got banned health, from Bathurst. She's got a health condition. She can't. She hasn't been to any of these uh, the last few races. She can't get races. a jab. She can't get it. She yeah. can't get it because of a health condition. So, you know, but she's doing the right thing and going, okay, I'll have to watch it on telly. Dave Reynolds. Been a naughty boy, hasn't he? All right, this is Sports Day. Uh, that's our sports update. Uh, for the all-new Kia Sportage, it's been unleashed when we come back. Newcastle legend Michael Hagan joins us on Sports Day. Got something to say? Text us anytime. 0457 736 736. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Thought I'd bring in the Newcastle theme song, boys, uh, for our guest tonight. It sounds like a deodorant commercial. Is that it? Yeah. Really? Listen to it. Yeah, I couldn't remember this bit, but I can remember being out on the field when the Knights ran out, this bit here. Yeah. This is a bit I remember standing out in the field and Marathon starting with 27 Is that Dave Gleeson singing that? It might be. He might be old. Or it might be Michael Hagen. It could be Michael Hagen as well. He is, our, he is our guest tonight, boys. And I don't know whether I feel like a solo drink now or whether I feel like getting some deodorant and chucking it under my arms. But Michael Hagen is our Newcastle legend tonight. Played 111 games for the Knights. Coached them 154 times. Uh, assistant coach to Mal Meninga of the Kangaroos joining us right now on Sports Day. G'day, Hags. How are you, boys? A quick question from me. Are you still the assistant coach of the Kangaroos? Whilst during this hiatus, well, that, that's assuming they play someone <laughs> any, anytime soon. Uh, hopefully, hopefully we, the pay's not very good when they're not playing anyone. <laughs> well, apparently anyway. it is. Might be for some people, Hags, but maybe not for you. <laughs> hey, listen, <laughs> Dad, you, you and I know all about that. That's okay. <laughs> we do. We do. Hey, uh, well, mate, uh, I'm, I'm coming my home studio each night. I name it after, uh, well, it's been players, and now we're, up to, we're doing teams, and we're, we're the Newcastle Knights studio tonight. I've actually named it the Mark Sargent studio, one of my all-time favourite well, players. Um, they, uh, and they, they started back in 88. You were actually with uh, winning a competition with the Bulldogs the year that um, the, uh, the Newcastle Knights started. Were you always planning to, to head to Newcastle after that? 
Well, I was, I was agreed to go there midway through um, 88 badge when um, when I was offered the uh, opportunity to go there. And I'd come off the back of a car accident, if you remember, back at the end of 87. I just yeah. had my hip um, in about December. So I didn't get back to playing to the Bulldogs until maybe like July or even nearly August of the 88 season and got myself three or four games. And then Steve Mortimer broke his arm and I found myself at halfback for the Dogs in that little semi-final and grand final campaign. And mm. Newcastle had actually spoken to me about midway through that year and I spoke to the Bullfrog around the opportunity and, I mean, Terry Lamb was going to play at 5'8 for the Dogs for another 10 years beyond me. So um, I saw the opportunity at, at Newcastle. Um, I sort of liked what they were looking to put together and myself and Mark Sargent actually left the Dogs in um, 88 to join the, the Knights in the 89 season. So, um, yeah, it was a, a really good opportunity and an opportunity for me to play 5'8 consistently and I ended up playing as uh, captain, I think, maybe 18 months after I arrived and, and I arrived there with a number of players and we had a, a tremendous time in that early part of their their footballing uh, sort of uh, structure, I guess. Sammy Stewart was their first skipper, wasn't he, in uh, in 88? What sort of what sort of shape were they in when you arrived? Um, I, I can't remember how they went in that first year. You'd probably fill us in in, in yeah, 1988. Yeah, they, they might have won three or four games. I think, I think they might have just avoided the spoon, I think, in their first year. Mm. I think they might have won their last game. Um, and they had a real uh, mix of, you know, sort of journeymen. I mean, Sammy Stewart was a, a test uh, back row for New Zealand and they had uh, Tony Kemp come across on like a bit of a, a scholarship arrangement. He's only 19 or 20. They might have had James oh, yeah. Goulding come across from the from the uh, New Zealand district. They had blokes like Robbie McCormack playing that might have come through sort of the muscle book sort of country system. Stevie Former was another one. Uh, David Boyd from the Bulldogs, Glenny Frendo from the Bulldogs, Peter Johnson who joined uh, sort of via the Roosters. Gary Worth arrived from the Roosters. Uh, John Allenton came from Western Suburbs. So it was a bit of a a bit of a mix of uh, talent. And then, of course, there was you know some local talent blokes like uh, Paul Harrigan came into the system. Uh, Stephen Crow had sort of been uh, there from day one, I think, and went on to play probably 80 or 100 games for the night. So uh, yeah. Brad Godden was another one, went on to play for Australia. So it was a real good mix of... Uh, I guess some senior players that were recruited in and some younger players that came uh, into the night system. And then, of course, you know, the likes of Andrew and Matthew Johns came along. And that's when I decided to, to move on to England. I was smart enough to work out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A real community club, Hags, uh, Newcastle Knights. And as, a, as an opponent going to Newcastle and playing on a Sunday afternoon at Newcastle International Sports Centre, which then became Marathon Stadium, as a home team, what was it like running out on that Sunday afternoon, knowing there was going to be twenty-five to twenty-eight thousand people every Sunday? Yeah, it was a pretty special environment. That's when uh, you sort of arrived, you know, uh, coming into the ground, and there was maybe twenty-five thousand real blue-collar, hard-working sort of fans coming along to, to to watch their team, not necessarily win games, but to certainly compete and bash the other teams as much as they possibly could. So that was what the team was built upon. And you touched on, you know, Mark Sargent was part of that. Paul Harrigan was part of that. Anthony Butterfield was another one that was part of that. Mark Glanville. Um, yeah. David Boyd. So there was a, it was a real tough, tough. Uh, forward pack. And, and I came from a Canterbury forward pack playing halfback. Mm. And I actually saw a lot of similarities in the Newcastle forward pack 
at a younger age, if you think about the guys I played with at Canterbury were, you know, Peter Tunks, uh, Peter Kelly, um, Paul Dunn, Paul Langmack, David Gillespie, you know, that type of uh, Stephen Folks. So it was a, a bit of a transition, but, you know, Newcastle had a lot of upside in their forward pack and, and I got to play in and around that team and, um, and we probably won maybe half our games in that 89 season and I think Mark Sargent was the Rockman's medalist that year. Was, and, yeah. and he went on to mm. represent the Kangaroos in 1990. So Newcastle had a pretty good track record of uh, producing talent and also, you know, developing talent in some, some you know, origin and sort of test arena plays, which was, you know, that's been part of their history the whole way along. Now, it was around November, December, I think, Hags, was it? 1989, the earthquake in Newcastle. How did it affect the community and how did the team itself, how did the club... What role did they play in, in the recovery of the spirits of, of the locals? Yeah, you're right, Seth. It was, around, it was actually nearly December, I think. I was actually at the Gold Coast when it happened, visiting my old man at the Gold Coast, and um, I saw the news come on to say there's an earthquake in Newcastle. I thought it was in England, Newcastle. Mm. Anyway, it was Newcastle here, and um, it did cause, you know, obviously there was a number of deaths at the, um, I think, the old RSL, maybe at... Um, the workers' club, which um, you know, was really sad, and there was a, a whole number of uh, buildings and, and the structures around town were, uh, were were taken badly out of shape. So it, it sort of started a bit of a redevelopment of Newcastle. If you come here now, I mean, it's a totally different sort of city because of that. And I mean, the steelworks has gone, and there's this unbelievable sort of apartment precinct now on the harbour. So it's it's changed dramatically in the 30 years that that I've been here. But it was a real I think there was a, a fundraising concert that um, that was held at Marathon Stadium not long after that to try and help and support people who are doing it tough. And uh, that was very much uh, how the team was built. And I know that there was a, a particular image where um, I think it was a knight's arm reaching in to you know, help people out of uh, sort of a couple of uh, buildings that had collapsed sort of as part of our dressing room sort of scenario when we went out to play. So it was very much a, a community-minded team and... Um, that real blue collar sort of approach to everything. So, um, Hayes, what what was the catalyst that uh, made the club successful? It, it, can you nail that in a in a short way that finally brought about a couple of premierships? Yeah, it was. Well, I guess it was sort of built on um, uh, the credo that it was about being the player uh, that you wanted to play alongside and. You know, if you think about that sort of players player mentality badge and sets that we've all been part of, I mean, that's uh, the, the best um, sort of endorsement you can get is from your, your fellow players. So I think it had a real um, camaraderie and team spirit that was built into the place. And Alan McMahon was very much part of that as the original head coach and then David mm. Waite and then uh, Malcolm Reilly, of course. So And then I got an opportunity after Warren Ryan. So I think it had a very much... A, a feel around the team that you sort of put the team first. And I think that's, you know, when we were successful, we had a real uh, strong element of all that. Do you still pinch yourself that you, you coached, uh, oh, sorry, Sats, you yeah. coached a grand final winning team in your first year in charge? That's very rare. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it is. I mean, it's um, on reflection. I mean, we had a really good 20-year reunion uh, this year badge to honour that team and, you know, all the people that were involved in full-time and part-time roles back then. So it was, even then, we had a lot of people around the football club that, that weren't getting paid a lot of money. I think we only had maybe four full-time staff when I coached that year. So it was, you know, compared to maybe the Broncos and stuff, they might have had 10 or 12 staff even mm. back then or Parramatta. Yeah, maybe. 
So it was that very much um, on the, uh, the old smell of an oily rag sort of approach. And that, again, is part of, I think, what Newcastle sort of built itself on, to be honest. I mean, the old dressing rooms that we had to play out of, I mean, the, the home dressing rooms weren't any better than the away dressing rooms badge and, and sats. Yeah. You know, when you think about <laughs> oh. those visits that we had there. Um, Couldn't have been worse. You know, cold showers. Cold showers, um, no high performance real setup. I think we had an old cast iron bath in the shower setup where blokes would have their ice baths and take it in turns. I mean, <laughs> you think about that now. I mean, it's just, it's, it's unheard of. And, um, most of our recovery was done with the ice in the eskies in the dressing room after the game. Yeah. That's, that's where our recovery took place. And that's very much been, it's been a very knockabout, um, straightforward approach to the footy from within the team and, from the supporters, they're pretty honest and they expect you to get and have a go. And I think that's always been a real strong suit for the Knights over a long time. Hague's the biggest character you played or coached? Character in the team? Uh, at the Knights? Yep. Yeah, I guess um, one of the real characters who I'm great mates with still, who's just got that uh, very dry sense of humour and no filter, would be Mark Glanville. <laughs> so he was, he was a huge part of... Um, all the carry-on and the fun that you have around the team, uh, which is all you know, really important if you think about all the good teams you've been around. I mean, you always have some guys that uh, can take the, uh, the mickey out of different people. But also, you know, he was one of the, the great players for the Knights too. Mm. Tough, uh, good trainer, uh, good fun to be around. So he was certainly uh, one of those guys uh, when I played. And then when I coached, I mean, if you think about the team in 2001, we had um, a number of characters. Andrew Johns would be, he'd be right <laughs> up there. Yeah. Um, uh, different personality, but great to be around the team. Robbie O'Davis is mm-hmm. a bit out there mm-hmm. as well, if you think about his makeup. Uh, we had player. Adam McDougall, is another. Um, ben Kennedy, he's a, he was a bit loose, but again, great competitor, good fun. So, you know, we had three or four or five sort of eccentric sort of guys, and, and I think that sort of made the team, to be honest. And then we yeah. had blokes like Mark Hughes, uh, Matt Gidley, um, you know, Steve Simpson, Billy Peden. Uh, Matty Parsons, Josh Perry, Danny Badiris, of course. So what a was talented a real good team. Again, yeah, and, and again, you know, some young uh, Tamana Tahu, Daniel Abraham, that was sort of on their way up. So uh, again, that was that Newcastle uh, mindset of you know bringing young players into first grade and having some senior players there to help them through. We had Paul Marquette off the bench. We had Clinton O'Brien was tremendous off the bench. Glennie Grief uh, came off the bench uh, most of the time that year. So. It was a, a lot of fun to be around, and um, and we had a number of characters in the team back then. Some good days ahead for the club, no doubt. Uh, Hags, um, they, they're looking like they, they could start to go places in, in a hurry. Yeah, I mean, it's been a, a good couple of years to get themselves into the eight, which is not easy to do if you think about, mm. um, you know, they've come off three or four really tough years from, um, you know, wooden spoons and, and not, not travelling on too well at all, but they've certainly got themselves into a more competitive um, space. I mean, they've still probably got a bit of upside with... they still had a number of players that missed a fair chunk of games this year, so they, they need to really get that better down because, as you know, as we know, you, you need your best players in those big games every week, and they probably haven't handled the games against the better teams. I don't think they've won too many games in the last year or two against those sort of top four teams. And again, if you aspire to be successful, you need to be able to win your share of those games. So... I'm sure that's all part of their uh, mindset. And I guess the fact that Mitchell Pearce has agreed to leave has left them a little bit short 
of experience in the halves. So that's maybe uh, one area that they need to try and solve in a hurry. Yeah, absolutely. Michael Hagan, 111 games, as I said, for the Knights. Coached them 154 times. Great stories and there. Queensland, mate. Don't forget well, we, the Maroons. He played do and coached I, the Maroons. Do I, do I have to say Queensland as well? Yep, as, you as do. A, and Queensland. They fed the ball onto Wally in 89 for that famous, famous try. All right, mate, this is now not a story about the Maroons. All right, okay, can we... Love it. Hayes is the only blues is support. Yeah, it is. It is 100%. Yeah, definitely. This is torture as the oh, only okay. blues support in this studio, Michael Hagan. It's it's horrible. Listen, we appreciate your time on Sports Day as we dedicate the night to the Knights. Thanks for joining us. No worries. All the best. Really good chat there, boys, with uh, Michael Hagan. Until the uh, until the last bit, it was pretty good, it's I good must fun. admit. It's so. always good fun. Do I just have to keep good bringing man. up Queensland? Tell you what, he's one of the hold gra- on to anything we can at the moment. <laughs> it was a very, very good coach, and I I worked with him in the Queensland um, squad when he was coaching. But he's an outstanding assistant coach, and after his stint at Parramatta, when he he nearly he aged about forty years, uh, one particular player there he said was a nightmare, um, and it won't take long to guess who it was. A bit of a star. He said uh, he's an assistant coach now, and he loves it, and he's great at it. Badge really quickly. What made him a great assistant coach? Oh, he's just a really good analyst of the game. It keeps it really simple. And can uh, communicate it, it really easy too, up, can't you, Badge? Mm. And just go up to a player and say, mate, just, just want you to have a think about this. Just just keep it really simple. This is what you need, I reckon you need to do. So the players get a lot of trust for him. The, the coaches, that the, you know, the head coach, Mal and, and others that have had him, they have a hell of a lot of trust in him because he's, um, he's not going to come out with anything outlandish and anything that uh, doesn't sort of fit in with the, the systems you, you've got in place. Yeah, well, all right, well, hopefully we'll see the Kangaroos back in action too uh, soon as well. This is Sports Day. The all-new Kia Sportage has been unleashed back soon. Got something to say? Text us anytime. 0457 736 736. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats for Kia. The all-new Kia Sportage has been unleashed. Welcome back to the show. Badge and Sats here for your Thursday night. Some breaking news off Twitter. Uh, Sats are uh, some Panthers players tonight. Yeah, Taylor May, who is the uh, the brother of Tyrone May, who we spoke about yesterday, was terminated by the Penrith Panthers for his uh, post-grand final social media posts. Um Taylor May, who made his debut, mind you, in round 21 this year for the Penrith Panthers, a good young player. He uh, put a photo up of himself and his brother after the grand final, had his shirt off and had a purse around his neck. I don't know why, but – and he put – What? A a simple message, but hashtag keep hating. So basically it's a a follow-on of of the message that Tyrone was trying to get out to the the public as well after the grand final. It's – again, it's poor taste, bad timing – insensitive, not reading the room well. So, you know, I'd expect the Penrith Panthers to to um, be having a, a pretty big discussion with Taylor May about his about his decisions badge. And also, when when did like, he do this, Sats? Is this recently or was this after the grand final? Yeah, just recently. And, and it's on the back of also Nathan Cleary, who sent out, put a post on social media as well um, today, um, just talking about... Uh, Tyrone who he's very close with and very good friends. He's he's like another son to the Cleary family, but he shared a photo of both he and May and, and captioned, my brother, no matter what, got you always. And I, you know, I don't, I commend Nathan for standing up for Tyrone I think that's what mates do. You don't hold that against him. But I, I, I suppose, again, it might be me just being a little bit old about how and why I find it difficult that um, it needs to be 
needs to be Published. publicly. And why, yeah. why does he need to do exactly right? So I'm with you, Sats. Why why can't he just privately say to me, mate, I'm with you all the way, and I don't need this to blow well, up. Tyrone in the face May would have. He apparently got rid of his social media accounts after the grand final well, after well, he that couldn't post. Have, so well, he couldn't have read it then. He's not going to be able to read it. No. So, and also, was. I've got an issue with the uh, uh, Nathan Cleary's English. Uh, I don't think it's correct. What do you say? It's It ain't a what? It's not proper English. My brother, no matter what, got you always. Yeah, no. Nah, I don't like the punctuation in that as well. Really? So, yeah. <laughs> mm. Like, yeah. I've always, I will always support you probably would be the nicer way to say yeah. that. Anyway, 0457 736 736. Uh, best combinations in world sports apps. Hey, thanks very much for all your text messages so far. There's been some... Some left of centre ones too, hasn't there, Woogie? Um, I'm going to say Browdy, uh, Tom Brady, and and uh, Gronkowski in the NFL. There's also g'day fellas. What about Proven and Summons? That's a great combination, isn't it? That we've That's seen? Uh, yeah. That that photo ever since has been really what epitomises the uh, the great yeah. game. I'm going to throw in. What about Sterling and Kenny? Yeah, I just had a text message here. That was Briggsy from Huddersfield. Combo. He said that as well. Sterling and Kenny. Uh, one of the great combinations, wasn't it? Um, we had Bert and Ernie just earlier on. Uh, but what about um, Smith and Wesson was another one? No, probably not. Smith and Wesson. Um, what about uh, Chris Waller and James McDonald? Yeah, we, yeah, that we mentioned that very and very elegant. Yeah. yeah. What about yeah. Peter from Maryland's? Thanks for your text, Pete. How about Farlap and Tommy Woodcock? Yeah, great one. Yes. Great one. You'd remember that, Woogie. Mm. Lowell and Hardy. <laughs> that was from Glen. But that's not sport, mate. Lowell, no, it doesn't have to be sport. It is. It's a great. It's a sports show. Yeah, and and was we did say because I started with a couple like that, and you picked me up, Woogie. You said best sporting combinations. Mm. Hey guys, great sporting combos: Titmus and Boxall, Torval and Dean. Yeah. Oh yes, yes, yes. Ariane and, and yep. Dean. The what cast, about yeah. the, the Woodies? Hang on, and Federer and his racket. What are the Woogie, Woody's names, Woogie? You're one of the three uh, Woogies. Mark and Mark. No. Yeah, no. You don't even know their names. Todd. You can't Todd nominate Mark, them. mate. Todd who? Do you know he swore then? No, I just, bad, what Badge tries to Come do, on. he tries Todd to throw Woodberg people. Todd Woodberg yeah, and right. Mark Woodford. <laughs> that's correct. That'll do. What about <laughs> Winks and Huey Bowman? And Woogie, oh. you're an idiot. Just crap music taste. That's tool man again. What are you talking about? You what? and your music taste. Now, wasn't Bossy on Maccabi Diva three he was Melbourne too. Cup wins in yeah. a row? Yep. That's pretty special. G'day, blokes. After your show last night, I switched on Big Brother VIP. Lasted two minutes. Rubbish. What? But enough time to catch that triple A-grade trout pout. That's from Johnny Whoa. Rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> she's, a, she's a shocker. Uh, Carl has said Bob Hewitt and Fru McMillan. Now, Fru McMillan and Bob Hewitt were tennis players. Now, Fru... Bob Hewitt. Ooh. Bob Hewitt. Um, yeah, Bob Hewitt was an Australian, actually. I, from memory, married a South African and became a South African citizen. So both were South African oh, tennis players. Yeah. All right, I keep... can't say. Yeah. What about Laver and Rosewall? Yeah, good ones. Yeah. Laver and Ho. Just a quick one. You love your cricket. Adrian from Dural. I love this one. Best combination. Was him Akram. The best ever left arm bowler. Waka Yunus and the deadest yeah, that was... Abdul Qadir. That's a brilliant text. Finally, Adrian with some 
common sense. Keep your texts coming through. 0457 736 736. This is Sports Day for the new Kia Sportage. It has landed. Chris Nelson and good tips isn't a good combination. We'll get to him next. (laughs) Got something to say? Text us anytime. 0457 736 736. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats for Kia. The all-new Kia Sportage has been unleashed. On Sports Day, time for a Racing Queensland update. Queensland is your place to race this year. Yeah, it certainly is. Uh, Chris Nelson, it's a big time of the year for racing and another big weekend coming up. Of course, the Melbourne Cup Carnival continues on and I'm sure we're supporting it here in Queensland. Oh, we certainly are. Big time. And, yeah, we've got another big weekend of racing coming up, Jace. But, yeah, the uh, the end of a very, very busy week is uh, is on the horizon. But we, of course, race at Eagle Farm on Saturday. We race at Toowoomba Saturday, the Gold Coast on Saturday as well. And we've got a few country meetings there too for those people out in the country areas. Chinchilla, Cooktown. Now, is it Moran Bar or Moran Bar? I'm never sure how to pronounce that one. You're on your own. Any help? Okay. (laughs) Winton, I can get right. That's not too hard. So Winton as well. And the Sunshine Coast on Sunday. But, of course, we race at the Sunshine Coast tomorrow night, uh, which is a seven-race meeting. So looking forward to that. Looks to be a a couple of good things on the card there, Jase. Mate, our, um, our racing segment here is becoming very popular, as you know. And we got an email today, people wanting to jump on board and promote their race days. The Roma Cup coming up in a couple of weeks' time. Now, that'll be a great day out. It will be a fantastic day out, the Roma Cup, for people uh, out in that area. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll chat about it a couple of times next week. We'll mention the races and how many races there are and which races in the Cup, obviously. So we'll have a good chat about that one next week. But uh, it might be a bit of a drive for you to get out to Roma for the Cup meeting. But, We've, got uh, to get the... give it best. We've got to get to one, mate. I love country cups. Oh, they're, they're the best day out ever. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a, a big day out, Roman. <laughs> no, gonna... no, that's right. You can, you don't have to wear your suit and tie. That's for sure. Pants are optional. I get no, I love it. I love everything about it. So uh, anyway, we'll talk about that more as we get closer to the uh, Roma Cup, mate. Sounds good. Queensland is racing. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. Thanks, Chris Hope. Thank you, Jase. Radio uh, weather time for New Farm, the Australian through and through, lads. Sydney tomorrow, possible rainfall, top of 23, low of 17. And because we're talking about the Knights, boys, what about Newcastle tomorrow? Possible rainfall, 21 degrees, low of 17. Keep your text messages coming through 0457 736 736. Best sporting accommodations and greatest Knights player of all time. Roscoe Wagga Wagga, Customato and Mike Tyson. Uh, good evening, gentlemen. An infamous sporting combination, Ben Johnson and Stanisol. Mark from Hurstville. Oh, yeah. Shane Warne and Gary Kirsten. Graham from Carringbar. Educate me, Graham. I'm not quite sure about that. Obviously, I'm yeah, thinking they were he, all was he, was it, he might have been his bunny, was he? He might have been, yeah. Oh. Graham, can you let us know, please? And uh, mm. coach-player combos, Bennett and Boyd, Bellamy <laughs> and Smith, Belichick and Brady, Hulk Hogan and the ultimate warrior, Warne and McGrath. We've got a lot for Warne and McGrath. Woodbridge and Woodford. McNamara, McNamee, Andrew from Cameron Park. Thanks, Oh, Andrew. the Supermax, yes. yes. Uh, Adrian from Dural sent a text. I do realise uh, Badge said Todd Woodberg. I know he, he was mucking around. He's joking, yeah. yeah. Uh, Badge will deny, deny, <laughs> deny, but this is legit. The podcast will convict him. <laughs> <laughs> 
You know why? Uh, home detention why? for you, Badge. Because yeah. I said it and you said, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, that was a weather <laughs> update too, thanks to New Farm. This is Sports Day, thanks to Kia. It's Woodville. Got something to say? Text us anytime. 0457 736 736. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.